Yes, hello and welcome to another Supercoach Professionals review show, round nine almost in the books, so going to go through the games played up to this point, of course, just the Monday night football game left to go, I've got Ryan MS with me as always, how are you mate? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, some more right games of footy, particularly um, Saturday night's games, a couple of Blockbuster finishes, uh, I guess the Sharks-Warriors one comes to mind the most, um, but, but entertaining stuff with being back from the, of course, the representative round, missing for all, missing the NRL action for a week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely good to be, good to go some um, footy all weekend. That's right. And let's take a look at the Friday night games to start with the Broncos-Panthers, another one of those tight clashes that um, resulted in the last-minute win for the Broncos on the back of Ben Hunt. Now, he's been a guy been a bit up and down, but a pretty good score this week. 65, try assist, a um, couple of line break assists. His half's partner was the one that really went large. Again, Anthony Milford, 92 this time. Um, three line breaks, really padding those numbers and seven tackle busts. A line break assist, a try assist, a huge day for Milford in it. And uh, it just seems with Darius Boyd named, even though Boyd himself could only manage 29, that, that takes some of the pressure off the halves. Um, looking at the forwards, Corey Parker, 68. Josh Maguire, 74. Alex Glenn returning from injury with a nice score, 68. Um, some good scores there. And also, we, we should mention um, not only um, those forwards, but some of the backs, Justin Hodges, 69. And Jordan Kahu, um talked about Boyd going to fullback. Kahu on the wing, 53 points. He, he started the year on the wing, had some good numbers, Ryan, and it seems that that's his position super coach wise anyway to, to maximise his output. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think, yeah, it's one of those cases of just feeding off um, the players in uh, the players infield um, starting to come into a bit of form as well. Um, obviously, Milford, you mentioned before, and Justin Hodges, um, and of course, um, Ben Hunt. Directing the show, um, yeah, it seems to be uh, he, he seems to be the recipient of a lot, a lot on the end of a lot of them. Yeah, and on the opposite way, Lachlan Morana had some good games at, at fullback when both um, Boyd and Kahu were missing, but only twenty-seven points playing on the wing. So he's sort of the, the opposite of Kahu in the sense uh, of that not getting, um, not not sort of getting as much opportunity, I guess, to put up those super gauge points. Yeah, no, that's. I, I think that might just be um, how it is. Sometimes, you know, uh, teams tend to attack one side more because they um, sense a, a sense of deficiency in the opposition. I think that might have been the case um, on the Friday night. I mean, in a game with only um, thirteen points all up in it, um, it's, it sounds a bit strange saying so, but um, it, it certainly appears that way. Actually, the fact. The Broncos' uh, total team supercoach points was 866. There's a lot considering they only put up eight actual points on the board. The Panthers on the other side putting up those five points, so they only managed 662 total supercoach points. Now Broncos are stingy, and we said it in the in the tweet that the, you know there wasn't a lot of good options for the Panthers. One bright spot um, would be if you if you went out and got Apisai Coruscant with Segiara's injury. He put up 64. He's 59 tackles. He missed eight, so that actually. Um, cost him even better 
day, but still 64 total points. Jeremy Latimer, 56. So those sort of workers there for Pedrits, those nice high floors. Lewis Brown, another one of those type of players, 58 to be mentioned. And Reagan Campbell-Gillard, who's been a bit up and down this year, but if you got him early at that cheap price, you're, sort of, you're quite happy with 51. Some of the other players you might have had, Matthew Moylan, 40, pretty disappointing. You, might have, you probably wanted more, but with Soward back, maybe you're not going to get quite as much out of Moylan. Um, Jamie Soward himself, only 17, not really a super coach option, but he will help um, direct the Panthers around the park better and help some of those other players, you would think, once um, you know he's back for a couple of weeks. Um, George Jennings, one of those cheapies, 34. Uh, Wacker Blake, another cheapie, 35. Not really coming up with the numbers you need um, to be playing in the starting lineup. And, and, and for Penrith, all, all of them really, Ryan, not much to write home about. Tyrone Peach, I guess the other one, 35, but he could be on the, the sidelines for an extended period after that uh, quite ugly-looking um, spear tackle on Adam Blair after the, after the whistle. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, that's a real worry for him, but yeah, and a real worry for Penrith, especially if you've got any of those players in your team, is that the fact that none of them are really polling it um, very high at all. Um, Corusau, of course, and Lewis Brown, the two highest. Um, Corusau, I think, was um, an upside, like like a very uh, a very high one for him. Uh, Lewis Brown is a worker, and that's going to be his kind of um, level at what he's about. But yeah, no one else really did anything and the Jews are going to have to uh, fix it up especially if you've got any of the players in the team uh, because yeah they're really falling behind um, in terms of just um, output and well I guess um, their attack is really suffering They were a team that um, you probably looked at earlier on in the year you might have even loaded up and um, they've really fallen away supercoach wise there's not a lot to look forward to now the only advantage you've got is that they've got buyers in rounds 11 and 14 so you might be starting to shed those Penrith players anyway um, just in anticipation of them being missing in rounds 11 and 14 coming up but uh, at this point we would recommend if, you, if it's a 50-50 call and one player's from Penrith and someone's from some other club at the moment we're sort of suggesting okay Penrith you know but yes, any given week they can still go large, these good players. Um, but the consistency's not there. Um, looking at the other Friday night game, the Tigers and the Roosters, and the Roosters really um, hitting back to form. A bit of a consistent theme with some of those big-name teams that we saw throughout the weekend, actually kicking off with that Friday night game and the Roosters. And they played their, their bunnies, really, you've got to say. The, the West Tigers, our team, Ryan, and they absolutely demolished them. And look at some of these super coach points. Um, you can say a very bright day for almost all. Uh, Daniel Tupo, 109. Mitchell Pearce, 103, hitting the three figures. Tupo, three tries, helping him in a couple of line breaks. Uh, Pierce had a try and three try assists, so that was really helping him. And Pierce really is a little bit of an outlier, really, in the halves as a non-goal um, kicker, but still able to really get those big numbers. He's had a good year so far, um, and doing it again on Friday. Um, Siasua Takiaho, well, he put up 60. He moved back to the bench after forcing his way into the starting lineup with some good performances, but wasn't able to replicate it. Um, um, from playing from the opening minute. So back to the bench and suddenly becomes a super coach option again with a nice 60 points, scoring a try when he just came out on the field. Jared Rhea Hargraves is starting and is putting up good numbers. 53, he's getting a lot of minutes and that's helping his floor staying high. Um, Boyd Cordner, well, it was always going to 
potentially be a good day for the second rower because the Tigers have leaked a lot of points to second rowers and he did do that, 95 points uh, for him. His second row partner, uh, Aidan Guerra, first came back from injury, 55. If you held on to him through that broken jaw period, you're happy with that result. Um, and Michael Jennings, 65, doing well, although James Mullaney's 43. Ryan may have uh, won it just a little bit more, probably the one guy that was a bit below what you might have hoped, along with their fullback, of course, Roger Tavashashek, only uh, 29 in a game where everyone else did very well. Yeah, well, that's, um, it is a bit strange, but Pierce was definitely dominant in that game, yeah. um, and we've seen that throughout the year when there's one dominant half, um, the other one really falls away, um, super coach points-wise. Uh, he might, you know, do the little things right, but they're the things that don't score in Supercoach, unfortunately. Mm, Maloney actually had 24 points worth the goal, six goals. So imagine what day it could have been if he wasn't kicking goals. <laughs> exactly right. Looking at the Tigers, though, that was quite the opposite, really. Um, the only guys to mention is Aaron Woods, 52, Marty Tapao, 46, and Kevin Naguama, back-to-back decent games, 46. But the... But well, you could probably mention Kyle Lovett. A lot of people might have him at least on their bench. 44, that was a higher day for him. He, he got involved a lot more. Work, um, a few more hit-ups, 31 tackles. So that's something to keep an eye out. But Robbie Farrah, he tried everything um, in attack. He, he went for a 40-20, but it went out on the full. He, probably not his best day. And only 39 super coach points. Luke Brooks, just the 35. Did have a try assist, at the, a nice try assist at the end, but... Uh, Still a pretty disappointing day for him. Um, Pat Richards, only 19. Look, it was a very tough matchup, and, um, and as it turned out, not a good day for him. And James Tedesco, 28. The top scorer, I mean, who would have thought it going into the game, but it was Dean Hallitow, Ryan, 58, with that try. Yeah, um, you wouldn't have picked that in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, uh, I mean, having getting a try helped for him. Um, look, there's not much to talk about uh, Tigers-wise. Aaron Woods was consistent once again, but when you get well beaten, then your points got to be down. Um, on the low side, um, Pat Richards probably, that's that's the floor for him, that kind of game. Uh, and you have your guys that are sitting, you know, like uh, Curtis Sirenen, Mitch Moses. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're, they're really coming into any kind of um, super coach conversations. But, he, had, um, he had time off even, uh, Sirenen. He only scored 27 super coach points. He's not playing the full 80. He's not really getting the ball come his way out on the fringe. It just feels like, I don't know, at some point the Sirenen may end up moving to 5'8". Moses may step back because Sirenen's not getting enough opportunity and Moses isn't making the most of his opportunity. Yeah, no, look, that's exactly right. Um, he's been pretty poor uh, in terms of creation for for the Tigers and I mean it's shown in terms of his points for Supercoach Well let's have a look at a team that um, is a bit much the enigma of the NRL and the enigma of, of Supercoach trying to figure out which players are going to go large any given week and that's the Canberra Raiders. Now one thing we've said and it with the exception of last round against Souths, it's paid off. It's Jared Croquet. When the Raiders score points, he'll score points. And obviously he's a goal kicker and he's an outside back, so he's going to score tries. Well, 130 points um, this weekend, two tries, one try assist and eight goals. So big day for him, a couple of line breaks and a line break assist and 10 tackle busts. I mean, just went through the roof. Um, he only made six tackles and missed two. He's not a tackle maker, he's only a small boat. But when the Raiders put up points... He should be there pretty much uh, most times. So big day for Jared Croker and, and, and guys that are 
supercoach owners that are persistent with Jared Croker and sit through those occasional bad days, they'd be very happy with that result, obviously, uh, this weekend. And that's the type of thing that he can do. Uh, Sia Soliola, a few down weeks, although he's got a nice high floor, so they weren't that down, but 113, back to that sort of barnstorming performance, even better than he started the year when he just took the Super Coach well by storm, 113 points, try, try assist, 24 tackles, a couple of line break assists, line break, um, three effective offloads, just yeah, a bit of everything. Um, there, Paul Vaughan, we've been waiting for this out of Paul Vaughan, and maybe with Origin around the corner, you start to see this from some of these players that are on the fringe of Origin selection, in the case of Paul Vaughan anyway with 78, in the case of Blake Austin with 98, two tries, two line breaks, a dominant display again, he's in red-hot form, the ex-Tiger Blake Austin, an ex-Panther as well, um, or in the case of Josh Papali, who is an Origin player that, that might be in doubt to retain his position. 79 points for him too. He was just so damaging on the right edge. Um, destroying Gold Coast there. Try, try assist. Um, three tackle busts. 26 tackles. Uh, line break assist. Um, the only thing with Papali playing out wide, he doesn't get involved as much. So only the um, seven total hit-ups there. Only three over eight metres. That's that's the one area where you know from Supercoach perspective. Yes, at this time of year, he's trying to uh, force his way into origin and um, or stay in the origin team, but um, he had a big game. But whether he'll replicate it, those sort of stats that we look at, they're very, they can make a player very up and down. Jordan Rapana, he's a talented um, winger or even fullback, 65 points, a very good score for him. Josh Hodgson, the hookers, had a good year, another good performance, 62. Um, but then we look at um, guys. Like Jack Whiten, only 29. Sisawaka, only 33. Well, not getting out to them. Even Sean Fensom, who had a good day, but 54, you might want him more. Shannon Boyd, who's been good of late, only 40. Didn't get over the line. Um, couldn't get up those higher scores. But Mark Nichols, a cheapie, who we've been watching um, for the last sort of month or so, finally putting it together for 70. And, and Ryan, it, it's a bit of a dartboard. I know a guy, a couple of guys you like, Edric Lee, 46, not bad. Couple of you know, couple of uh, or scored a try and had a reasonable day, and and Frank Paul in a sala forty one. So these are guys that are coming into their own somewhat as well. Yeah, that's right. And they're also um, pretty cheap as well. That's what makes them. Um, that's what you know. Uh, I, I guess uh, makes them stand out a little bit from the rest of them. When you've got uh, you know, Edric Lee's under two grand, uh, two two hundred grand, um, yep. and Frank Paul's just over two hundred grand. And, they, uh, and they'll be both. playing in round 11 to the Raiders buys not till 14 and 17. So exactly right. So there is a there is a fair bit of upside to those kind of guys. Um, look, the guy that um, thought that was a little bit surprising for me was Sam Williams. He picked up 48. Now, I'm not saying to put him in your team at all, but um, 48, um, he's starting to get a little bit more consistent and that kind of thing because I think he got around the same in uh, the previous round. Uh, and yeah, he, he did. he's that kind of player where he's kind of like the Jeff Robson guy for um, for the Sharks, who's you know just that guy who does does the little things. Well, it's no, uh, it's no coincidence, is it, that they've turned it around the Raiders with Sam Williams um, coming in for Mitch Cornish? Yep, it does seem that you know it does seem to be unfortunately for Mitch that uh, yeah Sam's got it until he um, until he gets injured, which he did yeah. uh, pick up an injury, um, but whether or not that keeps him out for any time. Yeah, this is actually one to watch because I read he's still um, in a hospital because he got a collapsed lung. They didn't identify it to after the game. 
Um, but the fact that he hasn't, he didn't, you know, come straight out of hospital suggests that there's more to it. And suddenly Mitch Cornish owners, if you've held on to him, you're thinking, oh, we could be back in business here. Yeah, that's right. You don't know if it's going to, is it going to be Mitch Cornish? Is it going to be Josh McCrone? Who knows? Uh, I guess you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. We'll talk about that on the Thursday night show. Of course, we do the Roundtable podcast where we go a little bit deeper into all things Supercoach and analyse and analysing things. And we take your tweets, we take your questions via Twitter. If you want to, follow us on Twitter or at SupercoachPros, that's SupercoachPros, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Raiders, no doubt. But the Titans, on the other hand, well, I'll tell you what, they they leaked over a 1,000 Supercoach points, but they could only put up 637 total. It was mainly Anthony Don, three-try hero, 89 points for him, and Josh Hoffman, 73. They sort of were the mainstays there. Some decent scores from Lachlan Burr, 53, who just continues to get better. And if you persisted with him from the start of the year and he, he took that little trough where he couldn't quite get in the starting lineup, you'd be pretty happy with his performances now. Ryan James, 47, and Nate Miles, 49. You'd want more out of them, but that's not a bad um, score. But guys like Aiden Caesar, only 28, and playing with the club he's going to go to you might have hoped for a lot more William Zillman playing for against his old club only 19 Dave Taylor 30 and Kieran Mosley getting that start in the absence of Bo Falloon only could manage 39 um, it was a day to forget really for, for the Titans and I guess if you own if you're a Titans owner you know, James Roberts for example one of the best centres in the comp only 21 Ryan um, you just sort of say oh, well maybe next week yeah, look, uh, it wasn't a good day for them. They got shut down pretty early. And James Ryan, um, especially, um, Edric Lee, every time uh, James Ryan got the ball, Edric Lee came flying in off his wing to shut him down. And that um, went some way to um, stop James me. Roberts or, or Ryan James? Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Roberts, not Ryan James. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan James was actually, um, he was uh, up against... Um, you know, formidable, a pretty formidable back row uh, yeah. for the Raiders, and they pretty much did the same job for him as well um, and got under his skin towards the end of the game. Um, Kane Elgie tried hard, only put up 42 points, um, and Aiden Caesar really crashed hard to 28 points um, this week. And so you've got to have a real think about um, which half, if you're going to going to continue with any Titans players and in the halves, which half you're going to pick for the rest of the season because it looks like LG will be the guy to score more points than Caesar. However, Caesar being the goal kicker yeah. may still has some value. It's much like the Roosters scenario where the best half isn't the one kicking the goals and the goal kicker's taken away from the other halves upside and you're definitely seeing that because Kane LG is taking control. They're even in a bad game um, to score in the 40s at his price um, when you got absolutely smashed as a team. That It's a good sign. The Sharks and the Warriors. What a game this was. What a finish. Um, we talked uh, uh, about Canberra and some of those Origin hopefuls or ex-Origin stars looking to stay in the side or get back in the side. Andrew Fafita is the one to mention for Cronulla. And if you sort of target these guys and heading into Origin, if you have the room to manoeuvre with the trades, you you targeted well with if you went for Papali and Fafita because Fafita put up 101 points. Uh, he scored that amazing try. looked like the match winner for all money, but it, it turned out not to be. But um, 
you know, got that try. Eight tackle busts. I think five of them were <laughs> scoring that try. Um, 33 tackles, uh, line break, and um, just a whopping 21 hit-ups, 14 of them over eight metres. Did concede four penalties. Could have even been a better day. Um, not much else to mention for the Sharks. Wade Graham, 54, and Luke Lewis, 51. Um, not bad totals. They're not even that great considering their prices, but everyone else, very disappointing. Jack Bird, um, very disappointing. 28, finally sort of dropping down. He'd been so consistent and so good um, for the Sharks since starting with them for them at 5'8", but that was a poor day. Jeff Robson, only 26, and, of course, that kick that was charged down by Ryan Hoffman, um, yeah, just a, just an awful day for Robson. Uh, Michael Innes, 45, at least uh, reaching again that sort of reasonable um, floor that he that he puts up. He's been having a good year for the Sharks there, 40 tackles. Um, a guy to, to keep an eye on uh, around Origin, if, maybe if you're a Robbie Farrer owner and you're looking for an alternative. Ennis could be one, although the Sharks have buyers in round 11 and 14. That doesn't help you uh, going in that direction. Um and Valentine Holmes, uh, as long as Barb is starting, I think, Ryan, that's going to be very hard for Holmes. Only 27 points and, and 16 of them were goals. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Um, it's very difficult. Look, there's a, um, it's an unbalanced team for the Sharks. And with Barb starting, it, it makes it even more unbalanced, in my opinion, because they've got too many, too many guys who want to do too much with the ball. Um, Barber, you know, he's kind of got that Benji Marshall syndrome from, uh, you know, his last few years at the Tigers trying to do too much with the ball yeah. on every play and trying to do something special. Um, yeah, it's it's tough and it's going to be tough for Valentine Holmes as well. I mean, and also Michael Gordon pulled out pre-game. So if he's in, then it creates even more uh, more congestion. Yeah, I mean, Gordon and, and Holmes swapping, you know, they seem to be able to manage. But as soon as Barber comes on the field, I, it just doesn't click, does it, for the Sharks? And then, uh, look, that that's, that's just a, a situation that doesn't look like it's going anywhere. They spent a lot of money to get him in the off-season, and I can't can't see it changing. I just think we're going to con- they continue to persist until um, probably for the majority of the season, and that will continue to affect, if you own Valentine Holmes, it will just continue to affect him. The Warriors, well, we talked about the potential that the halves, you know, the Sharks have been shutting up five-eighths and halves pretty well all year, but um, the last ten minutes, Sean Johnson went berserk and he ended up with 84 points. A try, try assist, um, seven tackle busts, two line breaks and a line break assist, pretty much exclusively in the last ten minutes, but it goes to show your champion players, you, you play them no matter what the matchup, and, and Johnson proved his class there. Um, Chad Townsend, the other half, well, it just seems to be 69 points, just continues to be uh, very consistent. Playing on that edge with um, Manu Vatavai probably helps because Vatavai's in a, a rare patch of form at the moment where he really has a bad game. Um, that consistency's really changed for him. Vatavai, only 42, he did have a try, but still, that's that's if that's his flaw, that's, that's so much better yeah. than it's been. He also, he also spent some time off the field with a sternum injury as well. Right, and... and and the thing with it, with it is, if that's this low end, I mean, we've seen the worst from Vatavai over the years. I mean, it's a big improvement. Um, Jonathan Wright, 56, good game for him. The forwards, Simon Mannering, those workers, 87. Bodine Thompson, 64. Ben Madalino, 50, good results. 
Solomon Carter had a try, got 43, actually should have scored another try. Would have been a much better day for him if he could have held on to that ball over the line, dropping it. And two more, Lola Hay looked good um, through the game, but still only 38. It just seems to be, Ryan, that as long as he's at fullback, um, he just he, he doesn't have the same upside as earlier in the year when he's playing either 5'8 or centre. No, that's right. Um, I'm not sure if that's his favoured position or whatever else, or the fact is that it's just... Um you know, just a circumstance of his position um, and the way the Warriors are playing now that um, Sam Tompkins was out for a fair amount of time. Do they Are they changing their style of play to not really, you know, rely too heavily on the fullback? They, yeah, um, they really don't, do time. they? Which, which is interesting with Roger Tavasa-Shek. Exactly right. That's, that's just the point I was about to bring up, being that maybe they're, maybe they're saving all that kind of stuff for when they get um, some kind of freak superstar like RTS. Um, at the back, uh, very... Look, I think um, one thing for the, for the Warriors, that Nathan Friend um, pretty much seems superfluous to their needs at the moment um, because Lulawai is really... Um, having a pretty decent season, and that's at, that's in the hooking role. And um, yeah, Nathan Friend, Lulai picked up 38 points uh, with 33 tackles, where Friend picked up nine points. Ten of those was a tackle, and obviously had a minus um, for, for the errors. So it's one of those things: do they go with another back row or or another front row on the bench? Um, and get rid of Nathan Friend. It might be something to look for um, in the coming in the coming weeks, uh, where you might be able to pick up someone who will get some decent minutes. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you own Thomas Lulai, is on your watch list. You're sort of hoping for that day that uh, McFadden lets Friend go. But the way that their back row plays so many minutes, the Warriors, and even Ben Madalino plays a lot of minutes. The prop, I, I don't see I, McFadden. I don't see him changing the way. I think he's quite happy to have. Um, Little I have a short spell because he can afford to carry that extra player on his bench because guys like Mannering and um, Ryan Hoffman and, you know, to a lesser extent, Thompson and Madalino allow him to. They play so many minutes. Yep, that's right. It's going to be pretty tough for um, for, for those bench players um, to give you any real value super coach wise Sam Lissoni, I mean, he looks the part and he, you know, only 30, he just can't get playing it's probably more a topic for the Thursday show the the round table podcast but he just can't get the minutes and, and it's really affecting um he's he's upside super coach wise definitely well speaking of uh, such things of course this is the super coach professionals we do this podcast review show each uh, weekend we do all the games um about halfway through the games for this weekend gone round nine we don't do the monday night game because um, we record on a sunday night but we get all the others in and um, we also do a Thursday night show, the Roundtable Podcast, where we go in depth, Supercoach Wise. We've got a website, www.supercoachpros.com, and that gives you all the information, the match recaps, the upgrades, downgrades, um, the previews for the next round, Supercoach Wise, looking at specifically at, at matchups and um, whether, you know, good, good for positional matchups and player matchups. We also have got Ryan MS's one to watch, and uh, we also do Pete's 
profits as well. If you're interested in the tipping and footy tab side of things, it's all on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. These podcasts can be downloaded on the iTunes. Simply um, subscribe, um, go to iTunes, write in Supercoach Pros, or even just Supercoach. You'll find us there. Subscribe, and they pop up for you. Um, basically on a Monday and a Friday morning for you. You can listen to it on, on the way to work or, or you know, if you're studying or whatever you, whatever you need to do. And just takes the, the time out from, um, you know, perusing all the Supercoach information. We provide it for you. And, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter if you want to get the latest information. That's the game before each game. We do our tweets with the late changes. You can ask us questions via Twitter. We'll answer it either on Twitter or on our Thursday night podcast show, the Roundtable podcast show, and that is at Supercoach Pros. Let's keep moving along the final Saturday night game, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys. And I tell you what, the Dogs pushed them all the way. They've got a pretty good record up in North Queensland, at least of late, but um, the Cowboys just showing that they, they can really get it done after that slow start to the year. And Michael Morgan was the um, the real standout, playing at 5'8". Um, we liked the matchup, and I tell you what, he didn't let anyone down if he did um, start him or even make him captain. 103 points, two tries, a try assist, two line breaks, a line break assist. He was simply outstanding. That try, individual try he scored, was um, one of the best that you'll see um, in, of that type of try. It was very uh, scintillating stuff, just out of nothing. Um, Gavin Cooper, 73. We've been hoping for that sort of upside from Cooper. We've seen it over the last two years and finally starting to do it again, getting the, over the line, helping him there. Uh, also a line break, but a very consistent workhorse as well. Um, his second row counterpart, Eaton Lowe, 64. Didn't get over the line, but 39 tackles and 10 hit-ups plus three tackle busts, helping him to a good number. Matthew Scott, 53. You'll pretty much get that week from week with him. James Taumo, he's really um, really come good over the last sort of month or so in sort of, I guess, in link with the fact that the Cowboys have improved. 71 points for him. Um, ben Spiner, an interesting one. Laurie Spiner's son, if you remember Laurie Spiner, the, the small halfback, the diminutive halfback. Well, he's, his son, I don't know. When they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, in this case it fell a, a mile away because he's a big brute of a lad. And I'll tell you what, he had a good game coming off the bench and he's a cheapie to what, look out for. 31 tackles, um, 9 hit-ups, good day for Spiner. 48 total points. Matthew Wright, 64 points, um, scoring a try, helping his day. Jonathan Thurston, 50. Well, it's a good score, but obviously in your first owner, that you want a lot more than that. Lachlan Coote, it was a tough matchup for him. Still put up 43. You can't be too disappointed. Where Jake Granville and Rory Costiason, well, they had a good matchup, but they sort of split the points. 40 for Granville, 33 for Costiason, and it seems now that those two back. Um, they will take the points off one another after the last few games we've seen the Cowboys hookers um, one player for hooker dominating it's back to uh, back to square one <laughs> if you're uh, um, uh, owner of any any rakes for North Queensland Ryan yeah no exactly right it has been um, it's been one or the other um, for a little while uh, and you know barring a few uh, injuries to um, each either of them during a game but yeah they seem to be getting relatively the same amount of time and doing the same amount of um, work um, and obviously super coach points um, for it. Just seems prohibitive to sort of be an owner. I mean, a lot of people might have picked up Granville after that big three try performance a few weeks ago, but it hasn't really panned out. 
um, for him. Let's look at the Bulldogs now. Josh Jackson, well, that's one area where if you read our tweets, you'd be pretty happy because um, the, the Supercage predictor suggested this was a matchup for Jackson, and it was. 95 total points, a try, 40 tackles. Um, he actually missed, he usually plays 80 minutes. He actually missed a bit of the game, probably. Um, yeah, Des, Des Hazel took him, took him off for a short time, but still a very good game for Jackson. Trent Hodkinson, 54. That's not a bad score for Hodkinson, only at 203,000. Um, so that's an interesting one leading into Origin, probably helping him out there. And, and only um, two goals and one miss, so it could have even been better there if he had a bit more opportunity with the goal kicking. David Clemmer, well, you'd be pretty happy if you own um, David Clemmer and you held on to him through that three-week suspension. 78 points. The only danger probably now is that he becomes a, a potential potential origin um, selection for New South Wales and that round 11 game you were eyeing Clemmer off to play because the dogs the buyers are in um, 12 and 17 now suddenly um, you're thinking maybe he'll have to miss it um, if he gets picked for New South Wales Michael Leacher 58 continues that solid run that he's playing Corey Thompson 48 look he's good with the with the ball defensively it's hard for him to stop you, you saw him um, he, he couldn't stop. I think it was Gavin Cooper there towards the end of the end of the game. Aiden Tolman, 56. He's actually a little bit lower with James Graham out, so he'll be looking forward to getting Graham back next up, uh, next start for the Bulldogs. Um, but guys like Curtis Rohner in a tough matchup um, against his former club. Maybe you want a more. He did score a try, but only 33, Ryan. And, and pretty much... Um, and Moses M by 35, maybe you wanted more out of him too. But but it was it, it was never probably going to be that easy for the dogs going up there. And, and um, you, you're probably looking at around about the par for most of their players. Yeah, look, I, I think so. And um, as predicted, the you know the forwards, you know were were the, were the higher point scorers for the um, dogs. Yeah. Um, Leisha is just he tackles everything. This kid. Um, you got 58 points at 56 of them for tackles. I think that's two weeks in a row that he's um, knocked up 50-plus tackles in games, which is a pretty good effort for him, and it looks like that means he's going to be a pretty consistent supercoach scorer. Um, it's not going to be huge unless he um, bags a try or something, but he doesn't seem to be much of a running uh, number nine, but definitely no, a tackling one. But he does have more ball-playing ability than guys like sort of, I think, Matt Ballon or Andrew McCulloch, who play a similar role. We see those sort of high tackle counts and decent floors. Yeah. But he's got more to him as a player than those Oh, two. he definitely does. Um, whether or not he's been given the licence by Des right. is another right. question, I guess. But I think as far as upside's concerned, I think it's a player definitely, and especially the dogs, not a bad, um, you know, they, they, they'll play in rounds 11 and 14. You know, their buyers work out pretty well. If you haven't already picked him up, you probably, you could do a lot worse. No, exactly right. He's definitely, definitely a um, a big chance. And, and at 292,000, mm. um, he's um, pretty decent. It's a good buy pickup, I would suggest. The Eagles and the Knights, I tell you what, Daly Cherry Evans has hit form at the right time. Um, he's probably got new Wales players quaking in his boots. He might have to keep a cronk quaking in his boots because he, tell you what, he wouldn't be out of place wearing the Queensland um, number seven, Daly Cherry Evans. 111 points. He was just simply dominant in the Manly's victory over the Knights. Blake Leary was a late call-up with Kieran Foran's injury, and he put up 89 now. He actually played in the in the back row. There was a bit of reshuffling. Jamie Lyon went into um, the five eighth role, but um, and Tom Simons into the centres. 
but Leary still able to put up those. He, he he's got a bit about him, Blake, Blake Leary. It's not he's he's not sort of just a one dimensional player. And um, I tell you what, as long as he's getting opportunity, he's he's been able to put up a lot of points. He's only one hundred thirteen thousand. He's going to skyrocket. Uh, after that game, so he's certainly one that you may want to pick up during the week, could be the buyer of the week um, there, uh, to keep an eye on anyway. Brett Stewart, they call him the Baron of Brookvale, well he just showed up out of nowhere twice for two tries to help had his numbers out to 63. Um, that's probably as good as you're going to get from Brett Stewart this year, Supercoach-wise, however, so play with proceed with caution. Jake Trevovich, on the other hand, he just continues to go from strength to strength. 60 points for him, and it was all done through that sort of workhorse type um, of points, scoring 23 tackles, t- um, 14 hit-ups, 13 of them over 8 metres, so that was impressive. Um, on the other side of things... Um, Tom Simons, as soon as he goes out wider, it just really does cruel his upside for Supercage. Only 26 points for him. Um, and also, you're looking at Felitti Mateo coming off the bench, playing sort of that sort of 5'8 role. Only 20 points. Willie Mason just seems to be um, playing very limited minutes now. Only 20 points for him too. But a couple of other players that played all right. Liga uh, Sao, 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 I think that's how they... He, um, has it pronounced 60 points um, at very good value? Jamie Lyon back and 54 points, and also George Tafua 45 points. Yeah, that's right. Look, um, Manly had a pretty good day today. Uh, DC obviously dominating. Um, Brett Stewart having a great game because he d- does love Brookvale. Um, and look, with. Um, with Willie Mason uh, and the uh, incident <laughs> that happened today with Corwin Sim, um, yeah, look, I'm not sure if that's really um, that's really affecting <laughs> anything for him. Um, look, Blake Leary, as you said before, that that's a kind of massive um, pickup, and yeah, if you have him, then you're going to make some money off him for for certain. Um, Look, the thing is, there's a few guys who are um, a little bit lower than I thought they would be. Uh, guys like uh, Matteo, even though he's coming off the bench, but he's still pretty low. That's a bad um, score. That way, and as you mentioned, Tom Simons just, yeah, once you put him in a little bit wider, then uh, his points seem to just evaporate. But Manly just continue, unless it's Daly Cherry Evans, or I guess maybe Blake Leary. Um, they just continue to be a no-go zone because even if a couple of players do put up points, you can't say which one it is with the exception, of course, of, of Cherry Evans. So that seems to be the case. Although Jake Jabrovic was starting to, to say maybe not because um, he certainly has been doing some consistent uh, outputs. The Knights, well, we really wanted more from the Knights. Um, Tarek Sims did his part, 88 points. If you went out and got him when he came back from his suspension, you'd be pretty happy with what he's done so far since returning to the side. I don't think he's been there for a night's win, however, so not helping him win games, but he did have a good individual performance, scored a try, 27 tackles, a line break, a line break, assist, 14 hit-ups. Cade Snowden, 49. He's dropping back just a touch from what we've seen earlier in the year, but still a nice high floor. Bo Scott, 54, returned, um, did give them something um, and a pretty decent game for him. James McManus, well, we said that a good opportunity against Manly for their outside backs. But it was the one player we didn't mention in the tweet, and that was James McManus that really came 
together with it. And he had another try disallowed, and he had a couple of little errors in his game. It could have been a, a much higher day. Three line breaks really helping him there along with that try. Kurt Gidley, 68. As soon as he moved into the halves, he knew against Manly it was going to be a good day for him. Um, of course, he moved in with Mullen's injury, and he played the dominant role there. Tyrone Roberts did miss Mullen, and uh, only 26, so that was a poor day for Tyrone Roberts. And despite doing well um, two weeks ago, um, you just have to wonder whether Tyrone Roberts' days are numbered at Newcastle with so many playmakers. Uh, Sione Mataudia, well, he was supposed to play in fullback, although it seemed like that he ended up switching with Dane Gagai. Gagai scoring 53, Mataudia 42. Um, so a bit of experimentation there by coach Rick Stone, but uh, I just don't know if it was all that successful, Ryan. No, it wasn't. Um, you're taking away, uh, yeah, a great, uh, I'm talking purely from a super coach point of view here, taking yeah. away a great centre uh, and scorer in um, Dane Gagai. And making a fullback, which means you know the stuff that he normally does well um, gets taken away from him. Then you put in Mataudia, um, who was quite good at fullback. Uh, I think it was a week or two ago. Oh yeah, um, that's his spot. Yeah, it's his spot, and <laughs> look, look, it's almost a blessing that um, for them that Kurt Gidley played five eight because he got more involved. Yeah, and he's not at the he's not in the fullback role, and that's for which I don't think is where Gidley is suited. No. Um, and, yeah, and so, you know, you have that upside, that downside in those kind of things. But, yeah, there's some strange selections going on at Newcastle. Um, the other um, interesting thing was um, Uate only um, yeah. racked up 21. This was a great matchup for him, and he's been pretty consistent all year. He was one that we targeted. And um, it just, sometimes it happens. It's a, a great matchup as terms of what we've seen from Manly all year, but... But not a good matchup from the point of view of, of Newcastle have a very poor record against Manly, particularly at Brookvale Oval, and only twenty one points. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure how to really um, explain what happened there. <laughs> An interesting one. Um, Tyler Randall getting the start over Adam Clydesdale. I thought that was interesting as well by Coach Stone. Randall put up forty two. He's good value, 145000 and he's got quite a bit of playmaking ability. We're waiting for that day that he um, he can claim a, a you know an 80-minute role because I think that's the day that, supercoach-wise, he could become quite a value buy. Yep, I, I 100% agree. The Eels and the Storm is the last game we're going to look at on the review show this week. And Will Hopawate for the Eels was their uh, best or premier performer, 85 Points, try, try assist. Um, a good day all round for Will Hopawati. Ryan Morgan returned at the expense of uh, John Falau, much to the chagrin of a lot of Supercoach owners. But Morgan doing a good job, 63 points, getting over the line. Um, a pretty good day out for him. It's going to make it harder for Coach Brett Arthur to bring back um, Falau anytime soon. Tim Manor, 53. Oh, wanting to see him get more involved, more game time. It's starting to happen, I think. Um, uh, Arthur's realised that you know he needs some of that go forward. And they, they need to be out there a bit longer. So both him and Danny Wicks, who put up 59, are getting those opportunities. And Danny Wicks, who you know was a cheapie, if you if you stuck with him, he's been a bit up and down, but he's looking good now. And the Eels have got you know a great um, 
buy rounds. They're, they're in rounds 15 and 18. So if you've got Danny Wicks, you're pretty happy with what he's doing right now. Certainly getting a bit more opportunity. That's helping him. Um, Nathan Peach, 63, 49 tackles. Another one of those hookers that just works and works. Um, that was a good good game for him. Manu Mao, 49. Corey Norman, 47. Semi Red Raja, 42. Not, not great numbers, but not horrible. But on the other hand, Chris Sando, well, it's a great matchup. The Storm have been horrible against the Playmakers all year. And Sando, Ryan, I mean, who would have thought only got nine? Yeah, that's a shocker. <laughs> you just can't, you can't, sometimes you just can't sugarcoat stuff. No. And that, is, that is a shocker. Um, the other guy who uh, I, I think we mentioned it last time we talked about the Eels was Isaac de Goyce. Um only got 12, whereas Nathan Peets got 63. Mm. There's a big discrepancy in minutes played, but it just seems like surely Nathan Peets can play the 80 minutes. And, well, it, it um, does seem that way. And de Goyce is coming on now in the back row, which is sort of pointless because in this day and age, you're yeah, either a prop too, or you're yeah. an edge runner. There's no such thing as sort of a, a you know, back row type player that, you know, the Dean yeah. Hallitows and the, um, even though Hallitow had, had his best game of the year, but I mean, the Tigers got flogged, let's face it. The Dean Hallitows and the Isaac de Goises of the world are probably a thing of five or ten years ago. Yeah, now look, I cannot agree with you more on that one. <laughs> Melbourne Storm, well, they're the, I guess their coach, Craig Bellamy, is, is one of those sort of trendsetters in, in setting up this type of football. And you can see their guys, they're all prototypes. And guys like Kevin Proctor, talk about edge runners, 93 points, you know, playing lots of minutes, 33 tackles, or a, a couple of effective offloads, a line break, a line break assist, a try assist, a big day for Proctor. He's um, his fellow edge runner, or second rower, as, as I guess we call them these days. 46 points. Tohu Harris, not quite getting those big numbers you would have hoped, but still um, decent. Tohu also went off um, with an ankle injury for a little while as well. And that probably, looking at both things, because Harris usually plays 80, probably also helped Proctor play those extra minutes. Um, Dale Finucane, 67. Um, he's been pretty solid for the Storm. Um, a bit slow starting out the blocks earlier in the year, but um, he's keep, he continues to put up these good super coach numbers, good value at 272,000. Um, look, a lot of points here for the Storm. We can go through most of their team. Will Chambers, 82. He's in fine form. He'll be playing Origin for sure for Queensland. Billy Slater, a couple of tries. He had a really good game, 84. Uh, I guess you know it's origin time. <laughs> we said from, from the outset, didn't we, on this show, that Slater's 84, Cameron Smith 65, um, and also Cooper Cronk 55. So really just, just outstanding numbers for, for Melbourne. Everyone except Blake Green, who had the matchup but only could manage 36, and Mo Fanua 37, I guess you'd say. Maybe just a little disappointing. But overall, Melbourne very strong. Yeah, Melbourne very strong dominant throughout um Especially super coach wise, having um, five uh, sorry yeah five of the top six scorers in the game um, certainly certainly tells you which way the game went in the end. Yeah. Um, look, Jesse Bromwich as well. Um, I thought he played a pretty good game, and he's been playing yep. very well. And that's he's been scoring um, around the sixties. There's very consistent scoring yep. um, for him. And look, I, I thought that um, uh, Fenua. Mm. Um, would have thought he would have done a little bit better, uh, but I guess uh, you know all the attention was on the other wing when you had um, Radrada versus uh, Corobidi. It just seems that they're just 
heading towards Korobiti. We saw Fenua come back from injury about a month ago now at a couple of big supercoach games, but the ball hasn't gone to him the last couple of outings. So interesting there with, with Fenua, but certainly still one to watch. And he's under 300,000. He probably even look, he might even take a step back um, this weekend. So he, he's certainly not out of the picture supercoach-wise. He should be on your watch list for sure. But uh, Korobiti, well, he's been the one really putting up those big numbers. And 48, another decent day for him. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. That's about it for the review show. Round nine, all but in the books. A great game tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to South Dragons. And um, we'll talk to you again on Thursday for the Roundtable podcast. Certainly. And that is all we have time for. But this is Supercoach Professionals. I'm Paulie G. And you can get all the information on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Bye now.